This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today we are talking about Elijah's rest in God. God knows that people need rest, and especially those who still work hard in the marketplace. So we're going to be talking about some incidents in the prophet Elijah's life. Beginning in 1 Kings, the 16th chapter, we find that King Ahab was the king of Israel and he lived in Samaria. King Ahab was the son of Amri, and he was a very wicked man. He was following in all the footsteps of the evil kings who had come before him. He was married to Jezebel, who was the daughter of the king of Ethbaal of the Sidonians. So his wife was not a Jewish woman. She was a pagan woman, and she worshiped all of these pagan gods, and Baal in particular. King Ahab ended up also worshiping Baal, and he built an altar for Baal in Samaria. And he made a wooden image there, which was detestable to God, that he would make this image and that he would also worship this image in this pagan temple that he erected. By the time we get to the 17th chapter, of 1 Kings, we find that Elijah the prophet is proclaiming to King Ahab that there will be a drought in the land. There will be no dew and no rain until Elijah speaks and says that the drought is over. Now, we know that this pronouncement, this proclamation was orchestrated by God, and God would be the one who would determine the end of it as well. After this proclamation of the drought, of course, it would be necessary for Elijah to be protected. So God sent him away to the east, and he sent him to the brook Cherith. It was there that God was both hiding him at the brook Cherith, and he was also going to provide water for him to drink in this place. And this brook Cherith was a body of water that also flowed into the Jordan. God also said that he had commanded ravens, specific ravens, to feed Elijah during this time. So we want to remember that God knows that we need food, shelter, clothing, and rest. And if we remember back to a verse we quote a lot, And Matthew 6 and 33, that says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, and all these things, meaning food, shelter, and clothing, will be added unto you. What God wants is for us to prioritize his priorities and his work first, and then he will do his job of providing the food, the shelter, the clothing, and also the rest. After a period of time, 
God sent Elijah from the brook Cherith and sent him to a widow of Zarephath in Sidon. And I want you to keep in mind that Jezebel was the daughter of the king of the Sidonians. So God is sending him to this pagan land and to a pagan woman who was a widow. And he told Elijah that he had already designated that this woman was to provide for him. Because mind you, the drought is still continuing. So when Elijah gets to the widow of Zarephath, he asked her for a cup of water and he asked her for a morsel of bread. And she was at that time using a small amount of oil and a small amount of flour and was planning to make a meal for herself and her son. And the prophet said to her, bring me a small cake first. And just imagine what kind of faith it must took to even consider this what would seem like an outrageous request. This woman does not have enough food for herself and her son. And the prophet says, out of the little that you have, which is not even enough, bring me a cake first. So this woman has the opportunity to practice what we're talking about in Matthew 6 and 33, to seek first God's priorities, God's kingdom, and see then what God would do to provide for her. So the prophet told her, the flour, if you provide this cake for me first, the flour won't be used up, nor will the oil run dry until the Lord sends rain. She chose to operate in faith. She chose to trust what the prophet was saying. And she obeyed and provided, made a cake, and gave him a cake first. As a result of that, her household did not run out of food until the end of the drought. Obedience and putting God first brings blessing always. After Elijah later triumphed over the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, and you probably know the story of the great showdown when all the prophets of Baal showed up and Elijah showed up when they were ineffective, Elijah had them to pour water all over the altar, trench all around the altar, plus the altar. And of course, God came down and provided tremendous fire and burned up everything. And also Elijah killed that day the prophets of Baal who were there. We find then that in chapter 19 of 1 Kings, Jezebel, after all this event happens, she threatens to kill Elijah by the next day. Now, mind you, God has been providing for Elijah. God has been hiding Elijah. He's been protecting Elijah all up to this point. However, Jezebel, now she was a wicked, evil woman with a lot of power, and she had done many people lots of harm, and she had killed the vast majority, it would seem, of the prophets of God already. So when Elijah heard this threat from Jezebel, he certainly knew that on some level, she was quite capable of doing what she threatened to do. And so he became afraid and he ran for his life. As he was running for his life, one of the places he stopped was Beersheba in the region of Judah. 
and he left his servant there. And then he went on a day's journey into the wilderness. When he got to the place in the wilderness where there was a broom tree, he sat down under the broom tree and he became so despondent that he prayed to God that he would just die. After that, he slept under the broom tree. We have to remember this day's journey into the wilderness had caused Elijah to become extremely exhausted. And so he's tired and now he's sleeping. And while he's sleeping, he wakes up because an angel touches him. And the angel has prepared for him a cake of bread and a jug of water. And the angel tells him to get up and to eat and to drink. So he gets up, he eats and drinks, he lays back down and goes back to sleep. And then the angel wakes him up again and gives him more food and more water to drink. And after this time that he eats, the second time, he tells him to arise and to journey to another place. And he is letting him know that this journey is too great for him in his own strength and power. But God, of course, is giving him food and water in preparation for this journey. And from that food that God provided through the angel, Elijah traveled 40 days and 40 nights on God's supernatural provision of food and water. That's a long time, 40 days and 40 nights on the food that God provided through the angel. And when he gets to the destination, he goes to a cave and he hears the voice of the Lord. And God says to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? As the conversation goes, Elijah is telling him how he's been zealous for the Lord and now he's been left all alone and these enemies are seeking his life. And on and on, he's telling God and complaining of these circumstances. And what I want you to understand is under conditions of exhaustion, we lose perspective. Fear increases. Secondly, there's a hopelessness that sometimes can settle in. And he was so hopeless under the broom tree that it was to the point of death. He just wanted to die and call it the end, make it over. And then thirdly, under conditions of exhaustion, we have a narrow and false perspective about reality. And that false perspective prevails rather than God's perspective. So Elijah thought, I'm the only one left of God's prophets because he was the only person that he could see who was following God. But God said to him, I have 7,000 other people that have not bowed their knee to this Baal or to Baal. So he let him know, no, you're not alone. Plus, I'm here with you anyway. And if I'm with you, you have all that you need. So I want to remind you that God knows how to hide us when we need to be hidden. He knows how to feed us and to give us water when we are hungry and thirsty. And in Elijah's case, he provided a specific brook for water. He provided ravens who he had specifically 
commanded to feed him. He provided an angel to feed him. And he provided the widow at Zarephath to also feed him. So he had all of this provision from God. And also, we must remember that God gives us rest when we are weary. And he certainly gave Elijah rest as well. Now, after the rest, there's important things that happen. After the rest, God then commissions us for the new assignment. And God had more work for Elijah to do. Work that would change the nations and the course of history for years to come. He had to anoint future leaders. He even had to choose his own successor, Elisha, who would follow in the prophetic ministry after him. Elijah had to listen and to obey the voice of God. So God is preparing him to listen. And so Elijah steps outside and he's paying attention. And as he's out, he sees and hears the effects of a strong wind. But God wasn't in the wind. He sees and hears the earthquake and God's not in the earthquake. He sees the fire and God is not in the fire. And then it becomes quiet and still. And God speaks in a still, small voice in the quiet. And that's where God gives Elijah his marching orders for the next part of his work and his ministry. However, first God gave him rest. Then he took him to the place where he could hear the voice of the Lord and his next steps. God also gives us rest and sustenance for our work and our journey. Remember to prioritize his work in your life and watch him give you rest also. We want to do as Elijah was called to do, which is to rest in God. I'd like to read something today, which is in 1 Kings, the 19th chapter, and it's verses 4 through 8. And it says, speaking of Elijah, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. So we want to remember that God's food and rest are more than what we can provide 
for ourselves. Elijah went a day's journey into the wilderness before God provided his supernatural provision. After God's supernatural provision, he went 40 days and 40 nights. There is no rest like God's supernatural rest. As a marketplace ministry leader, you need the rest of God so that you may do the work of God. So let me remind you to rest in him. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources. Thank you.